Hello and welcome to the podcast. Oh, those toes. Episode two, week of October 18th. I'm Top Toes. And I'm Any. And today we decided we're going to discuss foot scenes and foot fetish scenes in movies, a little bit of TV. You know, we're not talking about porn, we're talking about the stuff that shows up in regular Hollywood. Right. Some of it is just plain old foot scenes, like it's displaying some feet, and others are specifically targeted to the foot fetish or about foot fetish. So, going back to those uh, younger days when you're just watching something and uh, you catch that scene and you know, uh, you know, some of those scenes in the VHS days, maybe we've uh, worn out backing up and fast forwarding. <laughs> so for me, I think the, um, the first scene that I recall, the first, uh, the first one that kind of comes to my memory. Is okay, well, a... so, wait, so, so first off, like you have to set us up. So, um, okay. Uh, picture it, How Sicily, 1924. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so 80s film. Like, how old were you? Like, how old were you? And, you know, what was going on? (laughs) Probably in the 10 to 12 range. I don't remember the exact year, but classic 80s movie, Say Anything. John Cusack, Ioni Sky. Uh, And there's a scene about about halfway through the movie. They're coming home from the big party. And classic 80s girl style, she's walking home from the party in her... uh, one might say her stockings feet. Well, we didn't. We don't know if they're stockings or pantyhose, but you know, walking home you know, with shoes okay. in her hand. Hmm? Okay, so you know, a lot of people, even nylon lovers, even you know, just don't um, differentiate. Like they nylons are nylons. They don't. They don't know if it's a stocking or if it's a knee high or if it's a pantyhose like they some of them don't even know the difference they just know the no I, I i see that some of them really you know they're like oh it's pantyhose tuesday and i'm like you're wearing thigh highs girl um <laughs> you know that could be it's that could be its own episode of the podcast right there and then you got to deal with the brits who call <laughs> pantyhose tights and confuse the hell out of all right. of us we have, to, we have to educate our audience we we'll, you know we, we'll go back to we are an educational day. podcast <laughs> absolutely but we'll hold that thought so there's ioni sky Walking home in total 80s style, heel, heels in her hand, you know, that, that Hollywood trope of it's, it was a long and fun night, and now I have to not wear my shoes on the walk home. Right. Um, and for the sake of the movie, the scene kind of sets up Lloyd Dobler. Uh, that's John Cuse. Can you tell I love this movie? Lloyd Dobler's uh, role as... I kind of had a crush on John Cusack. I'm That's another episode. To, I'm going to have to watch that because I, I've not seen it and I can't, I, I don't remember the movie at all. Like it doesn't ring a bell at all. So continue. Oh my God. Seminal 80s film. So it sets up jo- John Cusack's character, Lloyd Dobler, as the super nice guy because the, the scene culminates with him stopping her and kicking away some broken glass from her path. And then, you know, she continues to walk. And okay. Very, very minor in this in the thing, but you know, as a, a younger guy, younger boy, I guess, uh, you know, just kind of understanding sexuality and you know, not even really understanding what the heck a fetish is. I'm just watching this, feels like a 15 minute, it's probably like a two minute scene, but feels like a 15 minute <laughs> long pan 
camera is almost exclusively below her knee through the whole thing. There she is, nude nylons, walking down the street. Um, I could probably look back at it now and find out I'm completely wrong and I've reimagined the entire scene in my image, but that's... <laughs> it just glanced over for 10 seconds and you're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, because no, maybe, but, okay. I, maybe I rewound it and fast-forwarded it 60, 70 times. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but was... Okay, was that... Um, so did you already have a fascination for feet? Were you already attracted to them or was was this just the scene that did it for you where all of a sudden you discovered, wait a second, like I'm feeling funny oh, no. in my pants area? <laughs> uh, no, no, I was already aware of some sort of uh, you know, fascination and infatuation with feet. Um, probably and in getting the on scene, four or five in years. Wait, that that many years already at like 10 or 12 uh episode 14 origin of the fetish we'll talk about i was uh six the first that's the first specific memory i have of something you know couldn't call it a okay. fetish as a six-year-old but yeah right so but... we'll get to that one too write that down in the pad okay well i am because i'm excited to, to to hear about that one um, I mean, I've known bits and pieces over the, you know, over the years of our friendship. I know bits and pieces, but we, I don't think we've really gotten into it. So, um, but yeah. So, okay. So question about the scene. Was he, did he kick the glass out of her way to be a gentleman or was he foot fetishy? Was he like, oh my no, gosh, look at her feet. Let me go. Nothing, nothing fetishy in this film whatsoever. Okay. He was just being a gentleman. For for the sake of the storytelling, it is just kind of this "he's such a gentleman" move. Okay. Yeah the the equivalent of the throwing your coat over a puddle thing. Um, right. Okay. They did it. They All did right. it this way. All right. Okay. So I'm that's gonna go on my list to to watch for sure. Um, yeah. So that was like '80s. You think? It's definitely an 80s movie. That is, they're not technically Brat Pack actors, but it's definitely the Brat Pack era. Okay. So then, segueing into uh, film here, um, and this, I'd never seen it. Um, one of my followers directed me to this, um, The Secret to My Success. Yes. Um, Have you seen yes, it? Yes, I've seen it. Yes, I remember the, the scene. And yes, uh, between your followers and mine, by far the fan favorite. It seems to be the one that everybody thinks of. Probably because there well, is so, a bit of sexuality to it. Maybe the first time we saw that in a Hollywood film. I th- well, first of all, it's uh, Michael J. Fox. Right. right? And, and uh, his co-star in that scene is... absolutely adorable, even now. He is. Poor guy. But yeah. Just <laughs> actually, uh, it's Netflix just picked up uh, all three Back to the Futures, and I recently rewatched them all. Uh, yeah, Michael J. Fox, Timeless. Okay. His co-star in that scene is a Margaret Witten. Um, I had to look that up. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, I, I still don't know who that is. But um, I did get a chance to find the scene. It was just easily, it's so popular with among foot fetishists. So it was just really easy to find on YouTube. Um, but yeah, so it was in, in 1984 and he's a limo driver. I, I think it's a limo. It's a, it's a limo. And he's not the driver. He's um, 
Secret of My Success is about him getting into a big company through the mailroom and I think kind of doing a fake it till he makes it. So he ends up in the he ends up in the boss's limo with the boss's wife. That's who uh, Margaret Witten is playing. That's the boss's wife. Okay. I was like, okay, he picks up this MILF, right? I don't, <laughs> because she seems She's almost be... cougar, and I don't even think we use those terms yet. Right. No, yeah, right, yeah. So she's, like, older, um, sort of, you know, classy, refined. Like, she's very put together. You can tell she's high maintenance. And um, she, I think he compliments her, right? Like, he pays her a compliment. He says, I, can't, I didn't write it down, but he says something is nice. And... Um, She's she's very seductive. She seductively applies her lipstick. She removes the high heel. She's wearing nude nylons, which is, you know, a and plus. I think, um, I don't remember, it might be very risque for Hollywood, but I want to say there's a little ride of the skirt and, and the top of a, a garter, like actual old school stockings that require a garter. Okay, I didn't pay that close attention, but or maybe that wasn't in that one, you know, little tidbit that I saw. But um, our fans are going to call in after this, and they're going to tell us all the things we've misremembered about everything. (laughs) They are everything. Well, but so, but that's the point, right? The things that we remember. I mean, I know this is fresh for me because I just saw it, you know, earlier in the week or whatever. But um, I know I made notes like she is seducing him, really. She she lights a cigarette, she applies her lipstick, and he's, like, sweating yes. bullets in the front, like, trying to hide, trying to pull up the um, the divider, you know, the, the glass in between the limo. He's you're right, you're right, you're right. She puts it down, and he puts it up, and she puts it down. And, and I misspoke earlier, because, yeah, he, it's, it's the boss's wife in the limo, but he, yeah, he ends up, the whole scene set up because, like, it's, can you drive my wife to the club or something? So he's kind of pinch-hitting for the limo driver. That's sorry, but uh, that, but that's okay. So that's why he's fighting so hard not to look at her because he, I mean, the boy is like hiding and sweating and like trying not to look, and it just makes it so like it makes it all that much better because she's not trying very hard. She like, you know, she removes her high heel and she. Oh God, it's just it's a sexy scene. I love. I really. It's one of my. It was it, good. Yeah, it was definitely. Good. And like I said, it's it's <clears throat> definitely that's the uh, again. It's got such an eighties feel with the uh, you know the the stockings is sexy. Yeah, damn the nineties to take that the, out of us. Um, <laughs> the um, it's got the um, if you remember back in the day, and I hate that we're aging ourselves, but it was the Twix commercial. Okay, you know back when we watched commercials, yes. and it was that that. That song, you know? We still do. There are 10 seconds that we try to skip before we watch our uh, actual clip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was a really good. So um, I can't recall exactly who sent it to me. I want to say it was like three or four different people. So thank you for that. That was really, that was really good one. That's a really good one. Uh, It reminds me of another Um, completely unrelated scene much, much later, early 2000s, I think. Uh, Do you remember the movie The Princess Diaries? Okay, so I've never seen The Princess Diaries. You know who it is and what, right? So I do, yes. yes. Uh, what is that actress's name? I always get shit for not knowing it, like for not seeing it. Like, you haven't seen The Princess Diaries? Like, I always get that like high-pitched squeal yeah, scolding so... me for not knowing anything about The Princess Diaries. 
so it's this private school girl who finds out she's a princess in a country that never existed. You know, Hollywood, okay. Hollywood, <laughs> European Hollywood uh, royalty nation made up. But so she's Got supposed it. to be, you know, living in the U.S., but she finds out she's a foreign princess and um, a fairy godmother-esque character is trying to groom her to actually be the princess she is. So there's a scene where she's leaving high school in her school uniform. That's going to be episode 27. Uh, Wait, but, is this the one with Anne Hathaway? Yes, thank you. Thank you for the name, Anne Hathaway. And, oh, okay. So, okay. I was thinking something completely different. I have seen it. Yes. Yes. So okay. she gets picked up from school. Okay, and she's got to go do her royal duties, so she has to get changed into something much more appropriately royal. So there's a very quick scene. I think it's Hector Elizondo is playing the, um, the sort of butler-esque limo drivery guy. But again, that's why I brought it back to this, because it's the scene in the back of the limo. And I think he, you know, the, the same, he puts up the partition as she's, she's just trying to change in the back seat. But you've got this sort of quick scene where she's trying so hard to put on pantyhose while riding in the back of the limo, falls upside down, <laughs> chaos and comedy ensues. But, <laughs> but a lot like the secret of my success scene and nothing like the secret of my success scene. This one's just funny, a little bit slapstick. You know, they... and, and as a, you know, a, a pantyhose wearer, let me tell you, all and over many a times putting on my pantyhose. <laughs> This is the, this is why I don't let my husband watch, and he loves to watch me put on pantyhose, um, but I don't let him watch because it's you know it's a little messy and it's not as attractive as you think to put on pantyhose. Yes, you so, get yeah. the you get the hip buck front back sway thing as you're uh, bringing them. <laughs> oh yeah, and if they're too big, if they're easy to put on, they're too big. You need to get a smaller size, right? You know. And you're not doing it in the back of a moving limo with freshly armored seats. So, <laughs> thus Anne yeah, Hathaway on her head. Yeah. Uh, All right. God. So next one on your list. The, uh, well, we're st- I'm not getting out of the eight. Well, I just jumped out of the eighties, but we'll go back to the eighties. Remember, okay. um, a uh, a Michael J. Fox co-star uh, had a little movie of her own called Adventures in Babysitting. Okay, no, I'm not familiar with that. So, set it are up you are you twelve? Because all these eighties <laughs> movies you've never seen. Did you just hatch okay. into being in the in the nineties? All right. Well, okay. So, here's what the problem is. Okay, I was really poor growing up. So we had a TV, but we did not have VHS. We did not certainly did not have cable. You know, and so we watched whatever was on and I was in, you know, I had like a dozen male cousins. So I was never going to get to watch. Do you have any any good foot fetish scenes from telenovelas on Telemundo? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a jerk. (laughs) You big ass because I totally did watch novelas growing up all the time. Um, and so, you know what, uh, right. I'm going to look for some, and I'm going to send those to you, you know, separately, because I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, Latinas and their pantyhose, b- back in the day, I mean, Did that's they? why I love pantyhose, because my mom 
would not leave the house without pantyhose. I was in high heels from very little. Um, yeah, all the women in the novelas wore pantyhose. So, and uh, but, you know, for okay. us, for us gringos, all the girls in Three's Company wore pantyhose, even when the scene wouldn't actually call for it. Like they're supposed to be in their pajamas, and I feel carefully they're wearing pantyhose under the pajamas. It was the seventies and eighties. What was the purpose of that? To like tuck everything in? Probably looked. Somebody said it looked better on camera. You get you know nice even tone. Uh. Uh, or maybe, no, no you know, it's still, it's still television modesty. Technically, they can wear short shorts and a tank top and not be showing skin. Right. Gets by yeah. the censors. Yeah. But, okay, Adventures in Babysitting. It's, um, you know, I'm the worst at remembering the names of actors and actresses. So the ones I didn't write down, um, just screwed on. Well, um, just I can't set up it's the scene. Right. I can't set up the scene because it's literally the opening scene. So the girl, the, the movie is about uh, this girl who's supposed to be going out on a date and ends up getting called to babysit and gets pressured into doing it. And then that turns into absolute chaos. Uh, everything in the universe goes wrong. It's, you know, it's an 80s uh, teen comedy. Um, so the opening scene is her getting ready for her date. And okay playing in the background is that classic 50s song and then and then he kissed me okay and yeah. she is doing the the big hair teasing while getting ready this dress has shoulder pads like bigger than my car uh it's like my <laughs> polka dot of course it's the 80s pantyhose underneath she's dancing around her room singing into her hairbrush um falls backward on the bed and through the whole thing she hasn't put her shoes on yet so it's just this this opening her getting ready for the date montage with tons and tons of just incidental foot scene so it do they, do they focus do they pan into the foot at all or is it just a little bit just to kind of get the idea of you know she's not ready to go yet and a little bit again at the very end as she falls backwards onto the bed dramatically um you know, it's not so much designed to be a foot scene, but it's designed to be a scene of implying the getting ready. Okay. You know, and I think most people tend to put on the shoes last. It's really hard to get the pantyhose on if you put on the shoes first. <laughs> Thanks. Or the you dress, are, for that matter. You, this is really educational. You are just helping so many people <laughs> with those tidbits of information. <laughs> so, it's again, Hollywood loves to say not quite ready to go by saying the shoes aren't on yet. Um, you know, the scene is done again without the singing, but almost the exact same thing in near the beginning of V for Vendetta. Evie's getting ready for her okay. date that ends up getting interrupted. And that's how she ends up meeting V. And they do the scene with her at her mirror, brushing her hair, putting on her lipstick. And at the very end of it, you got to pan out away from the mirror and then a pan back in as she slips her Pantyhose again. We'll always, always cycle back to pantyhose. As she slips her feet back into her shoes as the last thing to show she's just gotten ready for her date. All right, so I had had a a little bit of, like, um, interference there. Like, you were breaking up pretty badly for me. So I hope that it's just, you know, me. So I've moved the locations, and I hope that this is better. I hope that you can hear me okay. Um... 
All right. Well, let's give our listeners a little insight here. Uh, we are live at We Don't Have a Studio. Uh, and we are re- we are on two different parts of the country while we record together, thanks to the wonders of technology. Right. So, um, anchor at anchor. So ideally, the technology is good if your Wi-Fi is good. You know, we would. You know, anchor has been great. Um, ideally, we would not be using anchor. Ideally, we would be sitting in the same room, enjoying you know uh, this conversation. But sadly, you know, we live at opposite ends of. The states and so anchor.fm is our best friend um right also if we were sitting in the same studio would you have your feet in my lap i would be distracted and mumbling you know i would be really good and not have them in your lap i would have them on the table sitting directly across from you (laughs) right so What you're saying is get that studio built. Okay. I'm kidding. You know they'd be in your lap. (laughs) Oh, my kidding. (laughs) There it is. There it is, folks. Uh, Her husband probably listens to this podcast. Yeah. And it'd still be okay. (laughs) Yeah. My wife listens as well. um, There it is. Yeah. And then then having said that, um, it would really be okay because it's you, you know? So uh, I don't know that it would be okay with just anybody, but because it's you, he'd be fine. Anyway, moving right along. Okay. So the V for Vendetta, was that the one last one we were talking about? Okay. I've seen that, but I don't, I, I can't remember it at all. I gosh, you know, I can't remember that movie at all. Not not a very long scene. It was just when I was thinking about Adventures of Babysitting, you know, that scene having very good parallels just popped in. But the Viva Vendetta scene, much, much shorter. And it keeps cutting back and forth because it's uh, Evie getting ready while V is getting ready. And you just keep cutting back and forth between the two of them in a sort of parallel. Uh, All right. So I don't have any more 80s movies, I don't think. Um I got one more classic, classic 80s. Um, Kathleen Turner, uh, Michael Douglas, Danny DeVito, War of the Roses. Okay. Well, you know, I may have seen it a really long time ago because when I went back and looked at that scene, it was very familiar. Um, I just can't remember the movie too well. So, um, So there's actually, there's two scenes in that movie. And I think what is interesting about that movie coming out at that point is I don't think they use the word foot fetish, but they acknowledge a character who has one. The line that Danny Vio speaks in the second scene is, put your shoes back on. I haven't been into feet since 82. (laughs) Now, I'm not sure how he lost his fetish, but whatever. There's two scenes. One, Danny DeVito is, is the lawyer friend. The, the movie is about a divorce gone totally mm-hmm. awry. Um, but Danny DeVito's lawyer friend. So the first time you see anything, he's the, the couple's still married. He's at their like Christmas party at, with and in typical proper dinner party style. Your guest sits across from you and his guest has got her foot in his crotch. Um, and 
weird exploration of, of foot fetish in this thing. He's like, he's rubbing her foot for a little while, and then he like takes his butter knife, cuts open her stockings, starts taking a baby carrot and running it between oh. her toes. <laughs> hey, fun stuff, I guess. Just, okay. But definitely odd. Well, you know, um, the thing is, you want, I want to mm-hmm. say that that's very foot fetishy. Well, I mean, it is with the whole carrot thing, but the so many movies and so many scenes um, throughout the years, I mean, that's how it starts. You play footsie under the table. Even if you don't have a foot fetish, even if you're not into feet, even if you hate feet, there's a thing where under the table, yes. you put the foot on the crotch, like. You may never ever incorporate yes. feet into your sex life again, but at the dinner table or at that restaurant or whatever, women always want to, you know, produce a hard on with their feet. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to. <laughs> there it is, ladies. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's it's another limb. Right, so and you have to li- put your hands on top of the table. You know, you're eating, so it makes sense that you would use whatever's available to you, which is, you know, your foot. So. Yeah, and the 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 toe in the pant cuff visual. Yeah. I mean, that goes back to Hollywood to the yeah, 30s, with I think. stroking of the calf a little bit, the even if they never the took it anywhere a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has always been a nice little way that Hollywood could get past the censors, implying a little sexuality mm-hmm. of something seductive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a. There's a later scene in the movie where now Kathleen Turner, now in the middle of the divorce, she's just trying to plead with uh, Danny DeVito's character, who's Michael Douglas's uh, lawyer. Um, and she ends up uh, hopping up on his desk, popping her shoe off, and, and pretty much driving her <laughs> foot into his crotch. And that's when I said the, uh, the line, you put your shoe back on, I haven't been in defeat since 82. But, you know. That, at that point, they actually took the the Dandy Video character's foot fetish and made it part right. of the continuing writing of yeah. the story. And she is. I think she you know, that gorgeous. was new to me at and, that time. And um, she was wearing nylons, so uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely memorable for me. Yeah, for sure. One of her lesser known films came out after that called V.I. Warshawski. She's supposed to be a, a private investigator, but there's a scene early in the movie, and I think in a sense it's almost a nod back to War of the Roses, because a lot of those movies were directed and or produced by like mm-hmm. the same group of people. You know, Kathleen Turner and uh, Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito were together in Romancing the Stone and its sequel. And so I think there was just sort of a little production company that was kind of all doing so. When she's V.O. Warshawski, they put it she's meeting a client in a, uh, a diner and she crosses her leg in such a way that the, the other foot is hanging into the aisle and she dangles her heel and intentionally makes the guy who's her mark bump into her shoe, therefore knocking it off, therefore forcing him to put it back wow. on her foot and therefore forcing a nice, uh, obviously cropped down, yeah, I'll have shot. to look at that one, too. <laughs> I haven't so, seen that one at all. I don't know anything about that one at all. But We could probably go on. If we had done the research, we could have probably done an hour on <laughs> Kathleen Turner's feet in Hollywood. Because I think once the once the bit was done, they just would nod to it over and over and over And again. I feel like the foot fetish scenes were more um, obvious and more common in the older films 
Like nowadays, I don't, I can't, I couldn't find, I couldn't think of a single movie, like recent movie, where they, where they did a foot scene, um, other than the Tarantino movies. But even those, like, there's no really new ones. No, not recently. And well, no, there are. There's things like The Hateful Eight, and uh, but I think he he realizes that as much as that's become part of his shtick, there's some movies he can't put that in. But he definitely, uh, you know cracked that through that door wide wide open uh you know tarantino the out and proud <laughs> foot fetishist of hollywood you know <laughs> wish i had his job um i I'd, I'd get different actresses uh his his muse there uma no um, not a fan of her feet long no not, um no yeah no. but she can he can put her feet she'll she'll play to it and he can put her feet in every movie uh, in fact, so much so that somebody put her feet in another movie that I wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with. You were. That's Johnny uh, Be Good. That was what, and I, uh, yeah, Johnny, and I want to say, I, I think, think that's still eight... very late 80s or really early um, 90s. And I didn't pay attention to Well, and if that's the case, if that's the case, then it, if it, then it predates Pulp Fiction, in which case Uma was doing foot scenes before. For Tarantino, I, in fact, maybe, maybe Tarantino that, exactly, found her from that film I agree. and then that's put her exactly feet in all of his movies. I think that that's where he first saw her because she's very young in that one. So definitely pre Pulp Fiction, definitely. She's very young. Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall in that. Anthony Michael Hall in that looks not too much older than he does in The Breakfast mm. Club. You know, and modern, older Anthony Michael Hall has a very, very different look. So either he went from looking like a perpetual teenager to boom, <laughs> hitting 50, or that movie is pretty close to um, Okay, so Club for era. those that haven't seen the Johnny B. Good movie, um, I don't really know. She walks in. First of all, she walks in. And she's wearing a onesie pajama, which some people have. Oh that fetish already so it's very tight fitting it's a onesie it's one piece and she removes her slippers so it's like fresh out of the slipper she's very seductive very dominating and says to him you will rub my feet not will you rub my feet or how about you rub my feet she says you will rub my feet as she puts her freshly out of the slipper foot in his face um, I want to say she calls him a bitch. She calls him a son of a bitch. And, um, you know, she, like, puts her foot all in his face. Um, I would say the only thing... And then, because she's, she's got those fingers for toes, <laughs> that's so she right, also that's squeezes right. she his nose closed. That, okay, so that's one of the things that I'm happy with. Um, she... He doesn't take a whiff. Like, she pinches his nose and he's just kind of sitting there very submissively, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, that's it. You just, you just hit it. Hollywood Tarantino aside, but he's, he doesn't do a whole lot. He doesn't dust hold on, but not so much in his early stuff, but Hollywood doesn't understand foot fetish. What they do understand is using 
a woman's foot as the symbol for woman in control, woman right. sexually dominant. They've been doing that since, as we mentioned, Secret of My Success. It's and even probably going back to the you know the thirties, forties, just the the foot sliding up the leg scene. Hollywood has always used a woman's foot as the way to immediately say that right, the woman yeah. is in the driver's seat right now or all the way up to full on do- dominant. And as you said, he just right, sits there yeah. and looks really sick. But I, I, I gotta say that's probably, and somebody, one of my followers said that was a, it wasn't an overly sexual scene, but it was a trigger. And I'm like, what? It, it, it's not a trigger. Like it's, I mean, yes it is, but it's not just the trigger. It's so much more than that. It's, it's sensual. It's seductive. It's, it's the perfect scene for me. I absolutely love it. It's got to be one of my all-time favorites. It has to be one of my all-time favorites. And there, I've never, I've never seen the <laughs> film until you brought it to my attention. Oh. I, uh, for some reason, my phone just went off. <laughs> Apologies for that. So, <laughs> you know, uh, we record live. <laughs> Haven't right. seen the film. <laughs> you brought it to my attention. The scene looks good. I'm definitely gonna have to go back and look at it to actually yeah. see. Yeah, I wish that it had been someone with prettier feet. Yeah, um, because like I said, Uma's feet are just—they just don't do a damn thing for me. But her attitude does. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. Um, she's this great attitude, and. You know, she's in control, and I, I absolutely love that scene. Oh, yeah, and, and Quentin, perfect. Quentin loves her feet. God bless him. He's, he's willing <laughs> to be the outfit fetish guy in Hollywood, starting out with um, Pulp Fiction. I don't know. There's no feet in Reservoir Dogs. That's his first. But Pulp Fiction, you got the big, long dance scene that opens with a slow of her kicking her shoes off before they start to dance. Uh, he comes back to her in Kill Bill 1. A lot barefoot. Kill Bill 2, you've got the whole hospital scene where she's come out of her coma and she's kind of half paralyzed and she's like grabbing the car keys with her toes. Again, because she's got those finger toes. <laughs> but I think he redeems himself in From Dusk Till Dawn. Because he picks well, Selma Hayek instead. Gosh, that just has so many... Okay, so we're going to get to that one, but I do want to go back a little bit back to Pulp Fiction because... Okay. There's a there's a really important scene um, where John Travolta is having a conversation with oh um, yes Marcellus Wallace uh, with about Marcellus Wallace's character yes right exactly because they're I think they're off to uh, you know kill him or teach him a lesson or something because and they're saying that he threw feet. Johnny Rocky Horror out the window for touching his wife's feet. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. And yeah. and John Travolta is incredulous about the fact that he would kill a man over touching his wife's feet. And Sam Jackson, yeah, explains. Yeah, yeah that was a really good. He yes, explains it to the boy. He explains that sometimes a foot rub is not just a foot rub. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not even trying to do Sam Jackson. I wouldn't dare try to do Sam Jackson. <laughs> I just say motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker. Motherfucker. All right, our, yeah, uh, but, um, we're no longer rated yeah, PG-13. We just lost two sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she um, she takes, she's wearing like these gold flats and she dances barefoot. And while I don't like her feet, um, there is this, uh, um, 
where she does the twist. So she's on her tippy toes and she does like this little twist and you get that side arch and that side sole, like that. I don't, I don't know what, yeah, what the, is it called? The, the side instep. view of the foot. Yeah. We're and, looking at her instep. But it's on the outside. Yeah, and oh, it's on the, the outside, outstep, I guess. And it, looks, <laughs> and, it <laughs> and it just looks really sexy as she's doing it. Like she's got a nice curve to her arch. So um, having having long yeah. slender feet with long toes, yeah, she's got a lot of uh, a lot of surface area on that arch. So when she finally does pop it up, and um, you know, there's something to say for John Travolta. He's the dancer, but he can make anyone he works with look like they can dance. <laughs> He's good yeah. like that. No, it was so. good. It was good. And then there, and so then there's um, okay. So back to Dust Till Dawn because my DMs were inundated with. Um, you know, the Dust Till Dawn. And of course, I think it's one of the most popular ones because it has all these great elements. Um, it's a it's a little bit like obvious. It's a little bit cliche, but um, it really does have all of my, personally, all of my favorite elements. Like Santanico, dark... Pandemico, <laughs> pouring tequila down her leg for Quentin Tarantino himself to drink from her toes. It yep. is his manifesto. Although, actually, yep. 45 minutes earlier in the movie, he's got the, like, middle-aged, dumpy woman hostage, and he's, like, still just leering at her feet. Right, but he completely makes up for it with Selma. Like, come on, it's Selma. It's, of course, I'm partial to, you know, dominating Latina, so I, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> But she's, I mean, she's obviously gorgeous. It's a gorgeous body and she's gorgeous face. And she does have really cute feet. Um, you know, she's flexible. Even if, even if you're not a foot and... fetishist, and I'm not sure why you're listening to the podcast if you're not, but what the heck? <laughs> um, even if you're not, she's dancing in a, like a burlesque in a right. Mexican biker bar wearing she's... a snake. Like her entire, her costume is is a snake. (laughs) Come on. Maybe there's a thong and a snake. I think that's it. I want to say it's a thong and she's wearing a top, like she's wearing a bra, but I mean, come on, it gets dark. It's got pythons. It's, she's a Latina. It's got great music by, um, uh, with Tito and the tarantulas. Which is, um, what's his name? His buddy there. That's Robert Rodriguez. And Robert throws a yeah, little. Yeah, and Robert Rodriguez throws a little feet in his movies, kind of as a nod to his buddy Quentin. Well, welcome back from that break we didn't quite expect. <laughs> um, you know, the internet, uh, not a perfect thing. So, I think we were talking about Tarantino, his buddy uh, Robert Rodriguez. Uh, they did. Uh, uh, reminds me though that uh, Rodriguez did some at least one nod for Quentin in um, I, I don't know if it was Desperado or the sequel but one of the Mariachi the Mariachi uh, trilogy again it's Selma Hayek and mm-hmm. there's just they're trying to escape something and she's just being a girl there and will not run away from these banditos until she gets her shoes on uh, <laughs> so you get the nice long pan of her screwing around with her shoes. She ends up actually jumping off the building wearing two different shoes, um, which she's not happy about, you know, because her apartment building is literally going to explode 
she wants to make sure she's got the right gifts for the occasion. <laughs> but you've got the nice uh, Robert Rodriguez gives Tarantino the nice Selma Hayek foot close up as she's uh, trying to get shoes, as, as she realizes she doesn't have shoes, as she's trying to get shoes, and then finally, as she discovers that she has shoes that don't even match. Right, and he, so, and I mean, clearly he knows that uh, Tarantino's, you know, fascinated with Selma Hayek. I mean, why else put yourself hire her? dust till dawn and put yourself as the main character she walks up to him and shoves his her foot in his mouth of all people i mean george clooney sitting right next to you why would she not go to george clooney she goes to quentin tarantino like so exactly yeah you know so there we go <laughs> goals have a job like tarantino where you can be completely foot fetish out in your professional life and have a buddy as cool as Robert Rodriguez who will throw a scene in one of his movies just to appease your fetish. Right. Goals. And you can hire whatever movie star you want, pay her millions of dollars so that you can have your uh, fantasy acted out. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> goals. Hashtag goals. Goals. Hashtag goals. <laughs> there we are. All right. And then, uh. so then... Rolling into back to Kill Bill, uh, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's which one is it? One or two? Two where she wakes up from the coma. That's and, that's two. Yeah, it's the right. flashback to how she comes back to life after being nearly killed at the wedding. Right, and so she, you know, wakes up from being in a coma and makes her way to the pussy wagon. Um, yes. willing herself to walk. Uh, there's a or crawl, maybe something. Yeah, very she's like long, three quarters paralyzed. Right, a very long scene uh, on her toes where she's willing her big toe to move, and it was a little cringy for me because you know I'm a big foot person, and you, I, you know, I like pretty feet. So when I see ugly feet, I'm like, oh, like. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. I'm like, you know, this is the this is the longest foot fetish scene in modern Hollywood. This is Quentin Tarantino just saying, fuck all of you. I want to do, God, it, it literally has to be a 10 minute scene of Uma Thurman's feet. I mean, it is yeah. so over the top. And then you're just like. Oh, it's 10 minutes of ugly feet. Like, right. And it's uh, unpolished. Uh, like, Unmaintained. Yeah, I, I, she's got that crazy long toe in the middle that freaks me out. Quite honestly, I, I'm 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 crawling back up inside myself. You know, it's like, oh, but you know, why so do you do this people, to me? So many people were like the wiggle your big toe scene from Uma Thurman, and I was like, oh, like, <laughs> like if that's you your know, favorite scene and you follow me, like you don't have we don't have the same kind of taste. Like, how do you? You know. you know what? There's a foot for everybody, and everybody has a foot. I guess yeah. it's just it's terrible that it's like the the biggest foot fetish scene yeah. ever filmed, and it's Uma's and then, feet. And at least you and I don't like yeah, Uma's feet. No, and then and then it's a bit of a turnoff for me because you know it it's immediately followed by violence and murder and you know she's realized that she's gotten raped and then it's got this foot scene. I don't know. The whole thing was just. You know, yeah, it's immediately speed after a trauma, and it just the whole thing is just you know, there's a fucking it, the most unattractive man in the world, you know, uh, with a pussy wagon, and the I just the whole thing is just 
off for me. But I, you know, I get how if someone's a huge fan of Uma Thurman's feet or that type of foot, they'd, you know, they'd be turned on. The by. scene in the movie I'd actually rather watch, and technically it's not bare feet, but they're the very tight tabby socks that you wear with sabot. Lucy Liu at the end. Yeah. Because again, he does pan down to show her, well, to show her mastery martial arts footwork. Obviously, <laughs> it's not fetishy at all. But, you know, well, Lucy Liu in the tabby socks, actually sexier than Uma Thurman's bare feet. I agree, I agree. And she, well, and Lucy Liu has adorable feet. You know, she did that um, uh, um, in the Charlie's Angels, the 2000 yes. version. She did the uh, Shiatsu massage. And for those of yeah, you that she's... don't know, the Ashiatsu massage is a massage with your feet. You know, they hold onto the bar at the top and they massage your back and whatever area you want with your feet. So, um... Of course, because it's Lucy Liu and she's always uh, cast as like, the master of Kung Fu. I wonder if she actually studies any martial arts. But she does it with a giant flying leap and then lands on his back. And you hear the <laughs> crack <laughs> when she lands. Back. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, you know, it's not particularly sexy for me because it, it's a little bit too rough for me. You know, she's not there to, to make him feel good. She's there to knock him out. Um, it doesn't last right. very long. It's a very brief scene. I will note, though, that she does have cute feet and she has a beautiful French pedicure in that scene. Um, and I am a fan of French pedicures on other people. I hate it. Absolutely hate it on myself. I never get French pedicures. What? You and I have had discussions about nail bed, toenail shape. We have. Preferences thereof. Right. You know, I, I prefer shorter toenails. You're kind of a middle of the road girl. We both agree the, the longer one's not our taste. Right. But you've got to have a certain toe shape and toe bed shape for French to right. work. If, you're, if your toes are too, too short, uh, toenails are too short, your toes are too short, um, and then it's a thick French petty, it's... It, it like cuts off your toe. It makes it look even smaller. Um, and if yeah. you've got the crazy long nails and you do a French pedicure, sometimes it doesn't look so good because it just uh, makes your nails look even longer. And then there's like a kind of hanging over thing. If I your don't know. toe bed is narrow or your, toe, if your nail bed is narrow or something else. And then you've got that hyper overdone curve to the French part. It doesn't look right either. Right. You, yeah, you got to have the right foot to get for the French yeah. to look right. And then you've got to have pretty nail beds in general, like sunken. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. It sounded like you stepped on a cracker. Um, Hello? Are you there? Oh, great. You lost. I got you. I yeah, got you. I'm okay. here. I don't know what happened. Okay, right. good. We're we're just having some internet yeah, problems here. Is a, unfortunately, is a challenge today. I don't know if it's where I'm at or where you're at, but um, we're gonna work on it. We're gonna work on it. I don't know. Yeah this 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 episode is called hashtag Really Real. <laughs> you know, the, the problems of uh, remote yeah. recording. But you know, um, you know, you're hanging in with us, and you know, shit happens. So you know, right? You can wait a few we don't seconds. Fake You'll it be at all. fine. <laughs> You are here with us through the good, the bad, and the lag time. Um, yeah, okay. So where I was, where I left off was um, if your toenail bed in, like you got a fat little toe and it goes over the nail, that doesn't look good either. Um, and 
I think you, yeah, you gotta have the right, you have to have the right um, nails for it. And Lucy Liu in, in uh, Charlie's Angels uh, has this like shiny French pedicure that's absolutely gorgeous. I really, that was my favorite part. I really enjoyed that. But. And uh, stay tuned for episode 34 called A Pedicure for Every Friday. <laughs> Are we writing all these down? No, no. Our fans are going to remember. We're just going to put out polls to t- ask right. what our next uh, theme yeah. should be. I mean, um, we, this is the one uh, area where I definitely welcome your opinion and your suggestions. Um, if you're going on my uh, you know, Instagram page and you're suggesting as to what I should do with my own feet, we're going to have a problem there. But here, I definitely welcome your input. What do you want to hear on the podcast? You know what? Scroll down. I assume there's comments. Sadly, I don't actually know. (laughs) It's the internet. It has comments. If you can't find the comments section on the platform, come to our Instagram. She is latina.cutie.toes2. And he is at top toes in hose. H-O-S-E. That's H-O-S-E. Or team top toes. Always got to specify that. Team top toes is easy to remember. Team top toes. That's true. That's that's the second page. That's the brand. Yep. So send either of us a message, what you want to hear on the podcast, and we are happy because it means less thinking. I am my – okay, so my – I think that's it for Quentin Tarantino movies that I have. Do you have any? No, I think we're good. No, but I've got – well, if you – if. It would have been a beautiful segue, except now I have to call it a segue. Oh, we were on Charlie's Angels. We were on Charlie's <laughs> no, it's okay. We're, we're on Charlie's Angels. And uh, Charlie's Angels co-star, who is not Drew Barrymore, is? Uh, Cameron Diaz. That's right. Cameron Diaz. Cameron very Diaz. good. Cameron Diaz. Don't, I don't think you see much Cameron Diaz feet in the um, Charlie's Angels series. But a young Cameron Diaz was in a wonderful early 90s movie with... Um, the, the funny green guy called The Mask. Uh, the actor is... Oh, God, Jim he's Carrey. Such good... Oh, Jim Carrey, on. yes. Yeah, I know Jim Carrey. He, how far he, <laughs> I know how far he's come since being Fire Marshal Bill. Now oh, he's like gosh. all dramatic. I, you know, so my, ki- so but, my people, my kids, my nephews, nieces, everybody, they know who Jim Carrey is, right, from all of his you know more recent work. So we... I had to... Like, I did a Fire Marshal, like, <laughs> Bill joke. Like, I stepped in my gums and I was like, you know, did the whole thing. And they were looked at me like I was the fucking craziest bitch in the world. And I was like, ha 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 ha, you know, and, and I had to like school them. Like I looked up in living color and I looked up fire Marshall bill and I was like, that's Jim Carrey. And they were like, yeah. And I don't know that I've ever felt older. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? This podcast is making us feel old. Just keep calling ourselves old. All of these wonderful so, college Jim Carrey working on their college degrees that I mentioned last podcast are like, uh, these bitches are old. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Somewhere between <laughs> somewhere between Fire Marshal Bill and the number twenty three, uh, Jim Carrey was trying to cut his acting chops in the comedic sense put out a comic book-based movie called The Mask, co-starring Cameron Diaz, who we just brought up, 
and look, we've cycled all the way back. One scene, but it was another one that our fans all kind of pointed out to us. It's the big swooping, he picks her up, lays, I think it's at the end of a dance, so, you know, the, the tango lay over the arm, leans in, gives her the giant kiss because the whole movie is done in a semi-cartoon way. The giant kiss results in her her shoes blowing right off her feet. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You see Cameron Diaz's feet for one-eighth of a second, I believe. But every foot fetishist has seen them for the entire nine and a half seconds it uh, takes when you're willing to rewind it and use your VCR <laughs> slow mode and, and, and completely <laughs> stretch out that part of your tape. You watch it. If I still had VHS and you watch my copy, now it would get to that point in your <laughs> because we are, everyone knows that scene, but you have to watch it yeah. in slow mo because it's literally just boom. And you're like, shoot, was that Cameron she Diaz's feet? Have good and you goals, back up. Though. I will give you that. She has good feet. She has good she feet. She does. Yeah. And. You know, when you're watching in the slow-mo, you're watching the way it was actually created, the scene was created because it's um, it's done in, like, motion capture or proto-CGI or something. I guess it's a lot of that with yeah. CGI or maybe even rotoscope. But, you know, there's no way. They didn't do it with wires. They didn't just, like, yank the shoes off her feet. They, they animated it. So it had to be done all stop motion anyway. So if you're actually, you're, you're being true to the film by watching it in slow-mo. Um, Poor, poor VHS tape. <laughs> I, I, gosh, I haven't seen that movie in years and years. I'll have to go back and try to figure. It came to everybody's mind, so I, I feel confident I'm not the only one who watched <laughs> it in slow mo. It's kind of cartoon. I mean, it's kind of a you know, kind of a kid movie. So I definitely can see how adolescents can. That would have been a trigger for sure. Um, yeah. Another fan dropped off, uh, Look Who's Talking To. I don't know the scene in question. Um, no, you? you know, I wrote that down because somebody did tell me that, but they mentioned it as a tickle scene. Not necessarily, hmm. like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess they were tickling feet, but I, I don't recall. Um, I want to, I have a vague recollection of it, but I unfortunately didn't get a chance to go back and find the, um, you know, the clip of it. They also mentioned... Um, no. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I mean, you could, we could do an entire other episode on tickling, you know, and the other extra fetishes that go along with foot oh fetish. Oh, okay. Um, so, so, that leads me... Are we writing these down, seriously? I, on, and, on and off, not really. <laughs> but that okay. leads me into some tickling, right? Um, not a movie... Um, it's a show. It was kind of a okay. like a teeny bopper kind of a show. It's called Sister Sister, like circa nineteen ninety ninety two. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember it. It's kind of one of those um, separated at birth twins kind of yes, deal that Hollywood exactly, loves to do yes, over exactly. and over and over again. Yeah, Haley yeah. Mills and Haley Mills. Except this one is uh, uh, younger the African American actress, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember their last names or the other one's name, but. The yeah, it kind of comes out of a lot of the same troop of actors that did the whole two two seven thing. A lot of those mm-hmm. sort of the same generation and era and group. Oh, 
Okay, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, so Jackie Harry, she's like one of the moms. Um, she's uh, there's the two two seven connection Jackie right Harry. there. Thank you. Um, so she's an older, you know, she's an older woman. She's got the teenagers, and she goes to a spa. Um, a man uh, walks in, presumably the you know the masseuse, and uh, starts tickling her. Like her massage is sort of tickling and she's laughing. She's this great boisterous laugh, right? And so she's laughing, laughing, laughing. Eventually he makes his way down to her feet and then he tickles and starts to massage. And she, you know, she's having a grand old time and she says, how long have you worked here? And he says, oh, I don't work here. <laughs> she yells and she screams and she calls him a freak. She says, you freak. And he like runs away, and then and then and this is my favorite part, really. She says, "Wait, it was just getting good." <laughs> he's running away. It's hilarious, but you know she's got these great souls. Nice. And she, nice. Her toes are polished. I have a it vague. Was... <laughs> Recall um... that just slightly, but uh, TV TV has, is willing yeah. to play with it more. I think. Um, yeah, was... Sex in the City. Um, now, I mean, that's a TV show that in its premise is going right. to get explore sex and eventually they got to get out of the vanilla. They're always going to have some fun with some interesting things. So Charlotte, um, who's the, the sort of the pristine, innocent one. Um, come on. Everyone's seen something. Right, yeah. Even our male audience. I don't need to describe yeah. who she is. N- right, she's yeah. going no, to this I'm... shoe store and she's, it's. It's not Manola Blahnik, but it's, you know, it's the $800 pair of shoe store, uh, whatever okay. it was at the time for the, uh, for the show, or maybe just a made-up brand because they didn't have a, an endorsement. Uh, Manolo, if you're listening, we'd like your endorsement. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> she keeps looking at these shoes and going in every day and the, the shoe store guy, and she finally kind of confronts him and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, you must have them. And. It, it turns out that he is just the shoe store guy has just been indulging her so that he can continue to look at her feet um, in these very, very open strappy shoes. So you're pretty much a barefoot shot of her. And uh, in the in the scene, I think at the end of it, he finally gives her the shoes, but not after just holding her foot in the shoe, rolling his eyes back and coming in, a, in his pants. Oh, gosh, I don't remember that part. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of course, what what bothered me about that is they they paint him as the mousy, nerdy foot fetish guy. You know, we're always getting marginalized, right? What, yeah. A lot of us are much more attractive than Quentin Tarantino. Sorry, <laughs> QT. It's not a lie. <laughs> but the reason um, that one comes to to my mind recently is because I don't know if you watched the show Shameless. Yes. Yeah. They Thank redid you. the I, scene. I don't think I've caught up with the last season, but yeah. They took, in season 10, they took and made a nod to that scene with the uh, the middle daughter, the, the redheaded girl. And right. she's always scamming to get clothes. She's doing the, you know, buy clothes and return them scam. And uh, the shoe store guy is like calling her out on it. Um, waves the the black light over the shoes and tells her how much stuff is on the full line, you know, tries to seduce her into like giving him a blowjob for the shoes. But it's in a sense, it's a it's a throwback to the uh, to the Sex in the City scene or just the, the same premise. 
So yeah. I rem I remember clearly the you know Charlotte running the shoes and going back and back, but I God I don't remember that you know that whole how it ends. I guess I don't remember that at all. It and ends with his. And I'll have to his... watch the one in, in Shameless too. I haven't seen that last season though. Yeah, it's in that last season. That's the the season after the after Fiona left. Not sure I'm feeling it, but you know, I'm getting rid of shot. Um. Another show. I don't think I have another show. Oh, okay. No, I do have one. Um, I've never seen this show, so I, you know, I can't. It was one of our followers that um, that brought it to my attention. It's um, Born Again Virgin. So it's a series apparently about a girl dating a. Uh, she's a born again virgin, obviously, and she's dating a sex addict. Um, it's Danielle Nicolette. Um, she's absolutely adorable. In the scene, she places her feet on his lap, and he says, "Oh no, 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 no! This is a trigger for me." And she says, "Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry." And then she immediately starts to like wiggle and move and like pose her feet in front of his face. It's really fast. It's not like a crazy, seductive, slow. You know, it's just really fast. Like bam, 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 bam. She's like moving her feet in all these different directions and wiggling, wiggling. And what's really great about it is, well, first of all, she has adorable feet. They're super, they Very look little. really yeah. small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's great for me is that he's like desperately trying like to like suck on her toe or like nibble on her toes or like kiss her feet. Like he's just, it's like we're just right there. It's right in his face within like just a matter of inches of reach. And he's just so anxious and like I I don't know the whole thing is just it's just awesome I really like that scene I, I do too and it it's it's written well I liked that scene a lot I think I had seen it like on TV flipping through the channels I definitely went back and watched that when one of your fans said something about it I think yeah. what I like about it is they do a good job it's like perfect that timing. scene's never happened for us but the, the timing of it and the, the feel of it and he's expressing the inner monologue that a lot of us have had as a guy with the foot fetish when the girl, especially at the point when she doesn't, when she's, once she's teasing him, you know, that's that. And that's where her comic timing is great. <laughs> but he, him expressing what's our inner monologue of the frustration of the girl who has kicked off her shoes, put them in your presence, in your space, in your line of view. And you're now starting to squirm because <laughs> you're getting turned on. Cause there's the cute feet and she's, clueless right and yeah the only fantastic. difference is he then says it out loud and then she plays off it funny but it's it's oh, happened to great. all of us i mean he's got all these expressions these facial expressions that it's like delight and torture at the same time it was just i loved it it was uh i mean she moved him around a little too fast for me and a little too you know it was just too like sudden movements but it was great it was great i really like that so that, that's where it's just it's good acting on the comic timing right yeah for the funniness of the scene what she's doing is perfect right. the sexiness of the scene no i think i think the sexiness of the scene is just him portraying his frustration that's right. that's where that scene like oh it was great i loved it i loved it yeah so, which uh, so like sounds another... like a good show. I may, you know, I may watch that. Yeah, you know, you never know. <laughs> I don't watch TV like broadcast anymore, so so much stuff escapes me that's on network, and mm -hmm. they're still trying hard to keep their market share. So there are good TV shows coming out on TV. I just haven't had a chance to catch any of them. 
So you've got um, another show on your list? Uh, you know what? I'll go back and I'll watch that whole episode. I think since I've got something to start with, then I'll watch <laughs> that whole episode and then see. Um, but, okay, so another another one that we had to look up, because uh, it's, it's not a popular film. It's back in film. A movie called The Arrival. It, it's kind of considered a B-flick action movie. Charlie Sheen. Okay, yeah. Not that Charlie Sheen was ever an action star, but, you know, they put him in one, and it's whatever. Um, and it's some one of your fans' favorite scenes with Lindsay Krause's... Um, she's not really known to be a sexy actress, but you, you got... And I think it's not a sexy scene. It's one of those accidental for the fetishist scenes. Okay, so what... There's some scorpions crawling into her room or hotel room or something. She just gets out of the bath, and so... To show the scorpions, they're close up down by her feet. She climbs into bed to show the scorpions, they're close up on her bare soles. She's got a nice kind of, you know that compact sole where the toes sort of kind of tuck in on the ball of the foot, okay. that kind of look of the foot? Yeah. So Yeah, I'm going to say Lindsay Krause, nice feet from what I saw. It's just one of those, um, you know, not a, not a fetish scene. The scene is not done for that purpose whatsoever, but because of the, the, the storytelling you get good long cl- foot close-ups, uh, and uh, thank you, fan who turned us on to at least that. Three yeah, he, of yeah, that movie. He, yeah. He, he, um, I can't remember his name right now, but he did leave that comment on there today. So, yeah, good catch. Um, good. And that that reminds me of another one that I've uh, seen. That's the same thing. It's there's nothing um, supposed to be sexual about the scene. In fact, quite the opposite. You've seen the movie Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Running Man, right? Yes. Uh, the... Maria Conchita Alonso yes, is okay. his uh, unwitting accomplice then through two-thirds of the film. And when he breaks into her apartment, she's working out. Totally 80s, you must work out in a leotard with the pantyhose underneath. <laughs> it was the rule. It's the Suzanne right. Summers workout uniform. That's right. And he ends up actually tying her to her workout equipment. And so through most of the scene, because she's sort of laid back on this sort of Bowflex-esque machine tied to it, nice little bondage scene too, in a sense, with Mm -hmm. her pantyhose soles facing right at the camera. And, you know, for two reasons, she's kind of got that same sort of compact foot. You know, this is a scene where her feet are way in front of her, but the way it's shot, you know, you don't get the, the crazy forced perspective, so her feet don't look giant. And in fact... They look really tight and compact, but they're right there, you know, forward of the camera through a couple minutes of scene where other things are going on because basically it's a, a near kidnapping, you know, not, yeah, not a sexual I've, scene, but. I've definitely seen that movie. I don't recall that standing out in my mind. Like I'm trying to picture it in my mind. I really can't, but yeah. So yeah, I, I do miss the eighties pantyhose era <laughs> no yeah, one it was, anymore. well they were tights i guess tights and, are pretty popular and it was the rule back then yeah i mean the 90s got us all the opaque tights with doc martens right. you know mm-hmm. i'm a i'm a punk at heart but i do love that but yeah not sexy and then um and then another so not a show but um a movie um which is i want to say is one of my favorite like along with the Johnny Be Good um a rage in Harlem um 
oh, in the nineties yes. with um, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker isn't and it? I don't, I'm not too familiar with the other actress, um, but it's with Forrest Whitaker, and you know she's in red and she's got these red pumps, and it's a very sensual scene. Um, he tells her that her feet are the tiniest that he's ever seen, and she questions that, like, well, how many feet have you seen, or where have you seen all these feet, or whatever. And he starts to tell her, um, which is the only bad part about that scene, he starts to talk about being an undertaker or working at the morgue or something like that. And um, mm. But he removes her heel um, and then as he's talking, she puts her foot in his face and he's like, you know, dragging the lip down and it's really sexy. And I want to say she was wearing nylons. I, I don't. You know, I remember that it was actually, like, not part of the plot, but at least part of the writing. Like, they, they gave the character a foot fetish and acknowledged it. And I remember that scene. Yeah, there's and a lot me, of foot talking know, in king, that movie. The King of Nylons, I can't remember if she was I, nylon I don't say she was. I, but that I don't recall. Yeah, there's a lot of foot talk. Like, he talks about his feet being tired and her feet being tired. And, I mean, there's a lot of um, little scenes like that. But that's the most, like, I mean, it's really sexy. So, if you didn't. And I think movies like Holy shit. You there? Um, yeah. So I can still um, hear you, but it sounds like you're all off go. mic. Okay. There you go. So I wanna say movies like that um are what triggered my love for nylons. Like that was my version of sexy. That's where I learned to be sexy. Like the, the and it's not I want now as an adult I like the thigh highs the best, the stockings with the garter belts, but um, back then, I was like, this is how you're sexy. Like, you you wear the nylons and you wear the stiletto pumps. And I could not wait to yep. grow up and wear nylons and stiletto pumps. That was just, which is really weird because that, um, I think that helped push me into my major in college. I wanted to be a businesswoman because businesswomen got to wear you know, pantyhose and heels all day long. <laughs> Nurses were I remember. Business shoes, you know. But yeah. but back then, yep. that was why I was like, this is what I want to be. I want to be some type of businesswoman so I majored in business back then. But yeah. Um, yeah, I remember being about middle school age and seeing the high school girls uh, on the block, even even to school. You know, if they even if they're wearing jeans, it was jeans and right, nylons yeah. and stiletto pumps. By the time I got to high school, it was jeans, still doing nylons underneath and ballet flats. So I definitely I have a, a like for both of those looks. And you know, I got the like for the look of nylons right. under jeans. Nylons. Never hidden that. If you've seen my Instagram, <laughs> you, you know. But yeah, that that it led through the tail end of the '80s into the very early '90s before we all got grunge and stopped caring what we looked like. Right. And I think we're... nylons was absolutely. If you thought about dressing up sexy, obviously you're going to wear some sort of stiletto heel, but you were not going bare leg. Right. No. Yeah. It's the early 2000s New York City scene where the women in the black dresses stopped wearing the nylons with it. Yeah. No. And it, it shocked me that the business world went nylon free. I worked up to because like, it was always part of. Ten years ago, I worked at. A university where the dress code specifically said pantyhose and nylons were a requirement. Like it was part of the dress code. And if you did not wear pantyhose with your skirts to work, 
you have to go home and get some. Um, it got to the point where well, now I'm not sure if. Yeah, no, it got to the point where I would keep extra nylons in my uh, at my desk in case somebody needed them. I mean... <laughs> now I just feel like the ACLU would come down on HR for having that as How a policy. How dare you? Men don't have to wear nylons. Why do women? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then so that leads me back to so now we're into the '90s again. Um, Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. With Bridget Fonda, I got a lot of uh, a lot of DMs about that one. Um, I've seen Jackie Brown back in the day, but I don't remember this scene specifically. Um, I guess this was pre me realizing that I had a fetish. Um, she was wearing a skimpy outfit, and she walks in and she sets her feet um, crossed on the table next to a drink. Um, I want to say it's Robert De Niro's drink or Samuel Jackson or someone. I don't know. Someone's like, you know, in the background talking and someone's sitting at the. Did you just confuse Robert De Niro no, and no, Samuel Jackson? No, no, their drinks. The drink belonged to one of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know those drinks. They all look like. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. And so she uh, puts her soles on the, I mean, she puts her feet on the table and they, angle the camera angle is right at the soul and she's got she's gorgeous first of all and then she's got these beautiful feet like i mean you can't i didn't really see the top of them but they're like great soles with round chunky toes it's they're really nice and uh, she's like in a skimpy outfit and she's eating very seductively okay uh, yeah, uh, you just cut out for a second. So she's eating. Yep. My my AirPods. Right. My AirPods I are think. Issues. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think Andy <laughs> dropped her mic. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so she's got these, um, you know, um, really nice soles, and he's freaking out. Like you could see, like he goes to grab his drink, and her foot twitches a little bit, and he's like freaking out because he's doing that whole. Uh, you know, nervous thing that you were talking about where he's obviously getting turned on and does not a deal with it. It's yeah, it's a good scene. It's a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, the 90s starts to put you know, the the whole it's still sort of the nervous and in the 80s too, Secrets of My Success, the 90s starts to put that sort of nervous foot fetish thing into our our view. Yeah. Finally. Um now, with your uh, with your microphone issues here, I'm going to uh, say that let's take a little quick break here, so that uh, potentially we can have a sponsor, so that potentially we can buy more mics <laughs> and run a much more professional sounding podcast from you. So, take a second break, and we'll be back to you right. in a moment. Okay, well, welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. So, all right. So, um, thanks for joining us so far. I know we've had some a few issues here and there, but hopefully, it's not too distracting, and hopefully, um, you've enjoyed our uh, I don't know our trip down Memory. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Siskel and Ebert go to the shoe store. <laughs> uh, so I. So- Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. Um, 
I was just going to set up, I think, the, the last, it's not the last film, uh, who knows, I mean, this list is so far from incomplete, but uh, just a funny treatment on uh, the foot fetish, Deuce Bigelow. You know, yes. Rob Schneider is just, he's hysterical. He's, he's got good physical comedy and him as the reluctant male prostitute. And it just sets up for, it. I mean, there's no way you couldn't do a foot fetish scene. In fact, they sort of did too. Um, well, and in, and in this um, scene, it's not just a foot fetish scene. It also touches on the giant test fetish. True Which enough. is, you know, we may have to have another, whole other, you know, I don't know, episode number 405 may have to be about the giant test fetish. Um, Giantess and crush and tinies <laughs> and oh my god, yeah. There's so much, there, there are so, so many sub fetishes that we could do whole episodes on and hopefully right. we will. But you're right, um. And I don't know, I think it's a little bit of trick photography and a lot of an actress is at least six foot six, but they project this woman to be about seven foot six. It doesn't well, help that Rob Schneider is about five two. Right. <laughs> um, and, but also, I was wondering, okay, well, so, well let's describe the, the scene for those that haven't seen it. Um, he's a sex worker. Um, and oh wait, um, no, no, it's the nineties. He's he's a prostitute. We don't, we didn't start saying sex worker until last week. <laughs> Actually, no, he's <laughs> what is? <laughs> I think the term they use the, the male title pro- is male gigolo, but the right. the term they use inside the movie, he's a manho, right? That's what they called themselves, manhoes. I want to just say male prostitute. I want to say that's what you know. But there's the whole group of them, and I think they refer to themselves as manhoes. Oh gosh. Um, so this manho, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get some angry DM later, obviously no, such and such. No hate mail, please. <laughs> um, but a very <clears throat> tall woman, um, hires him and eventually, I mean, he takes her on a date and there, I mean, it's all kinds of funny things and kind of cruel things going on, but, um, they finally get to what it's what's supposed to be the sex scene. Um, And all of a sudden you hear the moaning and the panting, and it sounds like they're in the throes, right? In the middle of it. Um, And then you go over to him and he's massaging her huge oily feet. And she's like just about orgasming. And she says, no one's ever done that before. And he's just, just, just going at the foot. Like he's massaging it so vigorously i don't know and i don't know if they did this with like extra prosthetics or really found a girl with a size god if it had to be bigger than 16 because he's like got her toes curled in his fist and her (laughs) heel is down at his elbow i mean this girl's foot is huge well i suspect that it's a man well the the, the entire movie you never see her above the shoulder because the, that's part of the, the gag to make her look right. so insanely tall is the actor or actress is very tall. Rob's very short and they film it. They film it a lot like they did the Hobbits and Gandalf where, you know, forced perspective. And then they keep her head. Her head is never seen in the film. So yeah, you don't know. You just see like playing. the bottom of her hair is blonde. And so you don't. So I think it's a man. I think that's a genuine 
size, you know, fucking 15 foot or something. But I have to give it to him if it is a man. He's got these beautiful soles. Like the balls of the feet are amazing. And I don't know if it's big chunky ball of feet. High yeah. arch. Yeah. yeah. I really Not like bad it. if they used a man because, you know, Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal, it's, it's a Shaquille O'Neal sized foot and Shaquille right. O'Neal's foot would just not look that attractive. And the, I and assume, was, actually, you know, I've never seen it. See that they, you know, softened it up a whole lot, like a lot of, you know, a really good pedicure, and then the oil just makes it look, um, I don't know, it's very yummy yeah. looking. It's a really good foot. Kudos um, to the makeup department making right. some size sixteen foot look good <laughs> for this scene. But I, the only thing that I didn't like, well, I mean, you know, one of the things I didn't like was. That he's not massaging very well, and and there's no um, you know, there's not like he. I mean, he should have been stuck the whole foot uh, toe in his mouth. I mean, that would have just been amazing. There's no. I action. don't know. I think Rob Snyder might have limits in what he'll do for a film. I don't think that man has any limits <laughs> for millions of dollars. The other thing is, you say that you know he's not massaging it well. I think that's actually part of the point that the character doesn't have a clue what he's doing. You know, he's like, and the foot's so enormous. You know, like he'd break his thumbs trying to do a good foot massage technique. He's like cranking down on the toes and like, you know, holding this thing with two hands for two two life. No, it was great. It was great. And I think it just makes it so much better that she's like screaming in pleasure. It's it's so awesome. Yeah, it it is. She's like it's Helga or something. She's definitely of of a Scandinavian persuasion with the Um, accent, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's... Uh, but then yeah, not, you know they go they go back to the well a second time, and I think it's a slightly shorter scene. But there's you know in more of a montage cut clip, he's uh, going at it, massaging another foot. You know, like oh, there's he's found his uh, he's found his rhythm on how to be the best man who he can. He's going to be a toho. Right. <laughs> it turns out to be a prosthetic leg, and he rips it right off. It's so sad, but it's so funny. <laughs> so there's yeah, Rob Snyder the with, a, with a with and he like bangs on the door with the foot because she like you know jumps into the bathroom. She's so ashamed and she's so embarrassed, and um, he's like, "It's okay," you know. And he's like, knocks on the bathroom door when she's locked herself in with the foot. It's with the prosthetic foot. Yep. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's. So there's there's two things there's two takeaways here one from Deuce Bigelow for us one you know embrace all the craziness of all sexualities because <laughs> that's the whole point of the movie Absolutely. all these people who all these women who are some sort of misfit in a sense and you know none of them seem to they all hire him as the Bigelow as the as the gigolo and you know the other is uh, look to the message of the the broken prosthetic you know. That no matter what you do, you're going to end up with a broken wooden leg in your hand, no matter how hard you prep for your podcast, because sometimes <laughs> the internet doesn't cooperate. One of those two metaphors is ours tonight. Because I'm hearing your voice come in and out a lot right now in this last uh, this last break. That's just too bad. So, well, yeah, I think I think your headset has had it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. um... Yeah, thanks for hanging in there. I mean, really, uh, 
I'm, we're going to get better at it. It's going to get better. So um, we're having yep. fun doing it. We, Until we're not having fun doing it, we're, we're, we're probably going to stop then. Other than that, I think we're just going to keep doing it. So we're having fun. So uh, next week, uh, assuming our microphones don't get uh, further damaged, hmm. next week we're hoping to have our first guest. Yes. It's going to be an interesting one. I am excited uh, you about know, we that. Have enough tr- we have enough trouble with bandwidth. With two of us, let's invite a third. And worse, let's try to get somebody from another continent. <laughs> it's going to be great, or it's going to be nothing but uh, hiss and static. Tune in and find out. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. Uh, and... As always, like, subscribe. Throw some stuff down in the comments, assuming there are any. If there aren't, go over to our Instagram. Send us some messages. Throw some stuff in the comments. Right. Give us your... We want to hear from you. We want to get some ideas from you. We want to know what you want to hear about, because mm-hmm. we're happy to talk about all aspects of the fetish. Yeah. So our, our, I think eventually and, we'll have um, many guests, you know, on different episodes. Um, if you'd like to be a guest. Um, or if you'd like to hear from a certain person or whatever subject you'd like to hear, let us know. We, we're definitely... Be our guest. Be our guest. Okay. <laughs> and they're singing. Ha! Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just lost seven get... viewers. <laughs> Not only do you get, um, you know, sexy foot fetish talk, but you get some uh, singing along with it. You also get to hear us laugh at ourselves. You know, it's a win-win-win. Yeah, by the end, we're glad you came by. By the end of all of our uh, shows, you're going to know absolutely everything there is to know about us. And uh, oh, look, there go a few more listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the one saying, "Any, I just bought your video, and I thought you were so hot, and then I just heard you talking about." Rob Snyder and a wooden leg, and uh, I don't ever want to buy content from you again. I'm sorry. <laughs> this podcast is going to cost me money. <laughs> but for those of us who do, those of you who do want uh, this regular look into our warped little minds, we're here every week now. Yes. Uh, I think we're pretty much set on a new episode drops. 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central on a Tuesday. Why a Tuesday? Why not? Toes Day. That's why. <laughs> oh, those day. toes. <laughs> so I guess we'll wrap it up here. Uh, you know, and for everyone masturbating to our voices right now, you're welcome. Very welcome. That's it. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks a lot.